May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Hey everyone, I'm Joe Grapes. I'm one of the pastors here at Central City Church, and I'm excited to have you join us for our daily readings. Hey everyone, it's Friday, March 15th, and our daily reading is Luke chapter 11, 1 through 28. Now, we don't usually read the entire daily reading, we just read a section of it. And so I'd encourage you sometime today to pull out your smartphone, pull out your Bible, and read Luke 11, 1 through 28. Today we're going to read uh, Luke uh, 11, 1 through 4 and reflect on it. And uh, this is a passage that you probably have heard before if you've ever been in church or if you've ever been, especially to a traditional church you're familiar with this because uh, it's actually a prayer um, that we've started saying in our church um, actually pretty regularly. So here it is, Luke 11, 1 through 4. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. God, we ask that you would teach us to pray and that we would go back to this very simple prayer often, that we would mine it of its riches and find space in our life to come before you and say, Lord, help us today with our daily bread and, and forgive us for the ways that we've been broken and heal us and the ways that we uh, are hurting and, and help us to forgive others and lead us into life and away from evil or temptation. Lord, help this be our prayer. Amen. I want to challenge you this um, season to spend some time in the Lord's Prayer. It's found in a couple of other places as well, but this one will suffice. And there's so much to be said about the Lord's Prayer. The disciples are saying, and I don't know if you've ever felt like this, the disciples say to Jesus, like, Jesus, teach us to pray. And, and, and the reason they, they do it is a little bit of like a, an enviness, uh, because John the Baptist had disciples as well, and, and John the Baptist was teaching his disciples a particular way to pray. I, I don't know what that way was. It'd be very interesting to see what John the Baptist's prayer was. Um, I would love to have that kind of liturgy. But the John the Baptist was teaching his disciples a particular way to pray. And so Jesus' disciples like, hey, we want to be like like John the Baptist's disciples, teach us to pray as well. And so Jesus does. He teaches them, which is really kind of interesting because so many times when the disciples ask for something, Jesus either challenges them, um, argues with them a little bit, or like corrects the question. Like the disciples usually can't get away with saying, hey, Jesus, give us this. And Jesus says, okay, here it is. It just usually doesn't happen. Jesus usually has some sort of tricky twist um, involved in almost any question that someone asks him, except for this question. He says, 
Jesus teaches to pray, and Jesus says, without any twist, without any argument, without any additional commentary, he says, okay, pray like this. And he tells them. And I think that's one of the reasons why this prayer is so great. Because Jesus just honestly says, here are some really good things to pray about. And you can break it down in a lot of different ways. And this is why I challenge you to spend some time uh, over this season uh, praying the Lord's Prayer on a regular basis. But he starts out by saying, Father, God who is in heaven, the heavenly parent, uh, hallowed be your name. In other words, you're, you're, there's, a, there's a reverence about you. There's a, there's a loftiness. There's this heaviness about who God is. And I start there. I start with who God is. And then it says, your kingdom come. Other passages will add on earth as it is in heaven. But it's this asking that the God of the universe might establish life, order life, order our community, that God's kingdom as it is in heaven might be here as well. And then it goes into talking about what that kind of community looks like. And it says, you know, a community where I have my my daily needs met. I, I don't worry. Uh, I, don't, I don't carry the baggage of yesterday, and I don't worry about the fears of tomorrow. I just, I'm right now, Lord, just give me what I need right now, and that will be enough. And then it goes into forgiving our sins and saying, God, I'm, I, I've done things wrong. Other people have done things against me. I've done things, uh, I've, I've not done things that I should have done, but Lord, forgive me of all of that. Cleanse me, make me whole. And, and then Jesus adds, just as we will do for other people. And for Jesus, our willingness to forgive others was directly tied to God's forgiveness of us. That, that if we're unwilling to forgive other people, that there's almost a wall that prevents God from forgiving us. That, that, that they are so closely tied together. Our willingness to forgive others is tied to God's ability or freedom or I don't know how it works, but there's this tie, this connection between forgiving God and forgiving others. And then finally, lead us not into temptation. Help us walk in a way that leads to life. Lead us. We want to follow you. It's a beautiful prayer. My challenge for you is to spend some time over the next couple weeks, even daily, incorporating the Lord's Prayer into your life, spending time to reflect on it and allow what Jesus has to say to speak to your hearts and your minds. for joining us for our daily reading. You can find the readings and more by going to centralcity.co slash readings. Now, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all.